What's your purpose? And how does it relate to motivation, vision, and inspiration? We discuss this and much more on this episode of Agile After Dark. Welcome to Agile After Dark, the podcast that addresses agile topics not talked about in the light of day. I'm your host, Greg Adams-Woodford, sitting here, and with me today sitting over there is my co-host, Brandon Gartley, the smart one. Roasting. Roasting. It's warm uh, down here in the southwest, but, uh, you know, a little bit better than the flyover states where it's a little bit on the cooler side. Yes, and it's but it's nice, and it it's is. been actually cooler here yeah. recently. But um, we also have from us from one of the, what do you call the flyover states, yeah, flyover Brandon? States, yeah. Flyover states. Hey, um, hey, hey. With, with much appreciation. Know. <laughs> His, Je- Jessica Jacquelet. And uh, what's your You're actual... You're getting better and better, Greg. It's, it, it's getting close. It's it, Gustalese. okay. Our flyover states are a balmy 30 degrees out today. I only had three layers taking the dogs out. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, we we feel for you, but you'll be happy in the summer when it's 120 degrees here in yep. Phoenix. For sure. And we're lucky today because, Brandon, we have a special guest, uh, somebody who I admire greatly and loved working with, Amy Palmer, who's going to give us her perspective on agile leadership. Hey, everybody. Happy to be here. Yeah, great to have you, Amy. Today's episode is Reflection on Inspirational Introspection, a dive into agile leadership. And leading us off, we're going to start with Jess in the 30-degree weather. Awesome. Yeah, so um, I'm also very excited to have Amy on to talk about something that I'm deeply passionate about and very excited to talk about. So um, especially where we are right now in the world, changes just being so prevalent in the past year, Um leaders have had to take a look at at how they operate differently, how they show up differently, how they interact with teams differently. And I, I firmly believe, as I know you do, um, finding purpose can be a big part of how you show up. So Jess, can you tell me what purpose means? Like what, how, how would you define that as a leader? That's a great question. I'm going to toss that one over to Amy. Um, but I purpose for me is a place that I can go to ground myself in why I'm here, why I show up the way that I do, how I want to show up the way that I do, the impact that I want to make on others or on the world around me. That's totally, yeah, yeah. That's, that's totally right, Jess. Um, I agree with you hundred percent there. Um, and, you know, I've been a leader in agile organizations for the last, gosh, I don't know, 14 years. And, and I and I had hadn't taken the time to really think about what my purpose was as an individual or as a leader. And um, you know, because of COVID, I've had a lot of time to be introspective. And I've been, you know, I'm going to be turning fifty this year, and I'm hoping to retire in five years. So I'm really trying to kind of go to that next place in my life where I think about, you know, how do I really want to show up day in and day out. You know, I'm not in the um, in the business world at this point to climb the corporate ladder anymore. I really just want to make a difference. And so, um, you know, I've, I've gotten the pleasure of being part of a leadership development program that um, has given me the chance to think about this more broadly, you know, on top of what I had already started doing. 
And it really is about kind of, you know, figuring out who I want to be and how I can enable others through my purpose. Um, so. so Amy, do you, it, what's interesting, one of the things you said about COVID is that it forced us to reevaluate our, you know, our presence and our approach to, you know, solving people's approaches to, to you know, just having, uh, you know, people and how we interact with people. Um, what, yeah. what do you think? Do you, do you, I'd like you to expand on that because I think that's really important because I don't think things are going to go back exactly the same way that they were before. And we have to have it's harder to connect with people in a virtual or distance learning environment. And, a, and especially as a leader. Right. That's a hard thing to do when yeah. you're not looking at in reading the room and looking at people's eyes and, you know, all that. Well, yeah, getting to do the, the things that used to, you know, where we could take a break together, you know, and walk and get a coffee or do whatever, you know, that we don't have those um, easy pathways anymore. So, I mean, and I really do think that because of COVID, you know, mental health has become even more of, of something that we need to think about. And so, you know, the through my introspection, what I came up with is kind of just my overall purpose is that I want to live a life of joy and peace that's inspiring for others. And at the end of the day, I do what I do uh, as an agile transformation lead because I want people to enjoy what they do every day. And I want them to, um, to get to, to have fun at work because, you know, you're around uh, and maybe not physically anymore around people at work more than you are the people in your family a lot of times. And so this can't be something that we're, you know, dredging through. Right. So I think it's really important to take a minute to think about, well, so what is my purpose and how can I help others through my purpose? So Amy, that's interesting that you said that about taking the time. Well, what I know is that often we kind of are just barreling through life you know, next thing, next thing, next thing. What does the impact of time have? And and it it sounds like you almost gave yourself permission mm. to to take that time to develop what your purpose is. And how is that how is that time and purpose development changed the way that you show up? Totally. Um, and you're right. I did. I took the time to to put to it. And you know that's. I think that's a key component here is that we can easily just rush through life. And I've been in that place in my career where I was just moving from one thing to the next and trying to get to the next promotion or to the next thing. And while, you know, I feel like there are things about me that have made me successful, you know, I feel like I've got kind of these, and you know, we all have these innate strengths in ourselves. Right. And, and mine are about connecting with people and building relationships, which, which helps me, um, be, you know, be a leader without even really recognizing how I was doing it. And for me to really take the moment to internalize that and turn that into my leadership purpose, um, really gives me the clarity with how I, with, through which I lead my teams every day, because we all are caught up in this, this race <laughs> right now. Right. And so what it does for me is it allows me to um, give my teams the space, the people on my teams to take a minute and to take a breath and remind them that they've got to take care of themselves and that they need to still take vacation, even though they can't really go anywhere. Right. So, um, yeah, the, the time and space to take care of yourself is really important. And it's interesting, Amy, you 
when you're talking about kind of what we, we may casually call the rat race and so forth, uh, you know, kind of brings up like Daniel Pink and motivation and so forth. But it kind of makes me, you know, some of the the nuances between motivation and purpose. Can you can you kind of speak to that and then kind of the because I think there is a slight difference in terms of what that means. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think back to what Jess was saying a little earlier. Um, what my purpose is grounded in is my values, right? And and my purpose being grounded in my values is very different than, you know, well, I wouldn't say it's very different, but it it's tangential to your motivation day in and day out, I think, right? So, you know, some of my values are, some of my top values are security, um, self-care, where I like to find a healthy balance between work and, and life and ensuring that I'm taking those moments to meditate and to do my yoga or to do a quick walk. Um, but then I also need to, to motivate my teams in a way that, you know, is a compelling vision of what we want to achieve for the client or for, um, you know, us as part of a, a larger organization or us as a team. So, um, you know, they're, they're related, but they, they are different in the fact that, you know, my values and my purpose may not be, you know, in align with someone else's values and purpose. And I have to realize that. So I think the more that as leaders, we can tra- be transparent with that and understand others perspective on what their purpose is and what their ambitions are. You know, that's really what this is all about. As a leader, we have to create the environment for people to bring their best and to be successful and to help them achieve their goals. Cause just because I'm ready to, you know, think about the next phase of my life and, and retire doesn't mean that everyone else is. And so I have to be ready to support them, what they're looking to achieve. I like what you're saying there, Amy. And one of the things that you're bringing up for me is that not only is it important to give yourself permission to find your purpose grounded in your values, but, to inspire others to find their purpose and understand their values. And when not only do you allow them to find their purpose and their values, you also do something that Agilists do really, really well, which is be transparent about that. Yeah. That's what I was just going to, I was kind of right in that same brain space as you were, Jess, that it's really about being vulnerable Mm. and sharing where you are as a person and where they may be in a totally different place, but all of us knowing as a team where we are so that we can support each other through that. Well, I think being really clear about where you are in your purpose makes it, makes being vulnerable easier. Um, it gives you the courage because again, to use a word that we've used a couple of times is if you're so grounded in your purpose, then, you know, you've got a, you have a stance that's really pretty hard to knock you off balance. And so being open and vulnerable about that, there's a, it's almost, there's almost a, 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 a desire to be courageous about that. Well, I was just going to say that's part of that. The word vulnerable is not exactly synonymous with leadership, right? Being vulnerable, you're, you, you, you can't be a leader if you're vulnerable. Like, so I don't, I don't know how. I, th- I think most people see leadership as I'm impenetrable. I'm like, you know, I have to, I, the definitive saying on everything and being vulnerable is a hard thing for leaders. Yep. Yeah. You know, I saw this um, quote 
statement, whatever you want to call it the other day. And it, and it wasn't attributed to any particular person, but I loved it. And, and what it said was we no longer need leaders who think they're the smartest person in the room. We need leaders who can create an environment where the room is far, far smarter than any individual. Mm-hmm. And I just love that because that is, you know, as I mentioned, you know, I've had a strength of building cross-functional, high-performing teams as, an I, as a leader in IT for many years. But I never really thought about that. And I'm so happy that I'm finally having this realization that it's because I was vulnerable. I was willing to admit that I didn't know everything. I was willing to learn and to, you know, t- but to also take risks. Um, and so I think that's really important. Yeah, I think we've kind of touched on transparency, some vulnerability, um, things like that. But question for you, Amy, is, you know, and Greg kind of mentioned it, leadership can be looked at in a lot of different ways, but we're agile after dark, right? So we're kind of focusing a little bit on agile leadership and what that means. And kind of I'm curious in terms of kind of spending the time that you did, how did you look at your experience in the agile space and say, this is how it's helping me form kind of the purpose that I'm looking at or, or, you know, kind of, was there any sort of, you know, the agile framework or principles or values that kind of help feed into that? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that the, um, the, the transparency part has been a huge key for me um, from the perspective of, you know, when I, when I think back about um, my time at a large financial institution many years ago and um, when I was being, you know, let go as one of their regular um, reductions in force and I was feeling pretty um, down and out about that. Um, and then I got this awesome email from one of the Scrum Master leads in my organization um, that she shared with me how one of the, the folks that was taking over some of my teams that were in my organization had done a walk the walls with, um, with my folks. And, and he commented about how open and how communicative all of the people were that were um, sharing what they were doing as, as a team within the, the broader organization. And, you know, it's because of the fact that, I created an environment where people were comfortable failing and showing what was working and what wasn't and constantly improving on that. And so through this introspection that I was doing, I, I, I saved that email for years. I've saved it. And when I was going through this introspection, I thought, oh my gosh, like I've actually been doing this agile leadership thing for a while and didn't even realize it. And so I was able to connect kind of my purpose of, you know, really wanting to um, be an advocate for others and to help them achieve what they wanted to achieve by just giving them the space to reinvent themselves or to bring their true selves to work. Um, And she shared about, you know, all these statistics um, from, you know, one of the things that I did was I just gave them the opportunity to do a workshop on Kanban and to identify all the bottlenecks that they had in their system and spend a week doing that. And, you know, she shared all these statistics about, you know, 50% increase in throughput and all of these things. And she said, it was just, you know, all you, all you did was you just gave us the permission to take the moment 
right? And so I think that that's kind of how I, you know, connect all this back to agile leadership um, because it is just admitting that you don't have all the answers, but you know that the people that are doing the work day in and day out do, and they just need a minute to figure it out. I love, I love exactly what you're saying, Amy. And I think that agile leadership at the end of the day is grounded in people, right? There's so much about agile leadership that is about trust, sustainability, about people. And if you, for those who are sort of almost born agile, it's hard to say born agile leaders because you can, I think it's within anybody who's passionate about leadership that uh, like my, my purpose, um, Amy, because I've been on kind of a similar path is that I'm the sunshine that allows people to see kind curiosity and radical love. Oh, that's awesome. And it's all of that is, is kind of tied up into that. Like, I, I'm going to love your failures. I'm going to, I'm going to trust that you are, that you show up. Um, I, I am so curious about how we make sure that you have a sustainable, you know, work-life balance and just kind of sort of, it brings the humanity into it, which is really what a lot of agility is about and, or what I fell in love with about agility. Yeah, totally agree. And the, um, you know, the thing that this mindfulness session said was when you're creating your purpose, don't say by doing X, Y, and Z, because you limit yourself when you do that. Mm -hmm. And I love that you stopped your purpose there too. You know, you didn't say I'm going to do it. And then you just see how the possibilities open up. Like to your point, there could be things that people would do that you may not have thought of um, because, you know, you didn't put guard, you know, you didn't confine yourself. Yeah, it's limitless, really. So one of the things, Jess, I I love what you said. Um, And I'm just wondering, it sounds a little hippie to me. And there's a lot of executives who aren't going to be happy about love and using words like that in a business place like what wh- how how would you respond to that oh how yes. would i respond yeah. to yeah. it <laughs> my sunshine um you know that's a that's a good point greg and i think um kind of to amy's point is if we all have a little hippie dippy in us right like we love our families or our pets as my dog is stretching beside me or gardening or you know whatever it is and if we aren't if we aren't given permission to bring our whole selves to work whether that's as a leader or as an individual contributor then we limit the possibilities of the work that we can do together and so with any individual, again, whether it's a leader or an individual contributor or, you know, the, the person who locks up at night, if we can show up with our full selves, I think that the possibilities of the work that we do are greatly expanded. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, obviously it's, uh, Jess and I have um, similar kind of approaches to our purpose. It doesn't mean that all purpose statements have to be sunshine and roses, right? I mean, every leader is going to have a different perspective on what their purpose is and how they show up as leaders for their organization in that context. So I don't think they all have to be happy, hippy, dippy things. You know, they could be different. They could be very different. That's as, long, as long as it creates an environment where people are free to 
you know, so that they have that autonomy and mastery and purpose that allows them to really bring their true selves. Yeah. And I, I think this is a, hopefully I can get permission to get us to a break because I think this is a good natural transition into kind of how this affects large organizations. We've touched on a little bit, but I want to, you know, take a break. And uh, as usual, we have a, a, an episode sponsor, so we'll pitch it over to the sponsor. What have we got here? Looks like this budget sheet is totally foobar. They just don't have any money left. Maybe they thought there would be more money when they came out with the number out of thin air a year ago. Or maybe the number thought otherwise. Which means a lot of time. I can't believe I asked Jess if she knows CSI Miami. I know. She's a crime person. We were just having this conversation. I fall asleep to forensic files, honey. (laughs) And we're back. And we're back. Just kidding, Jess. (laughs) And we're back. (laughs) I'm going to redo the, I'm just going to say. Uh, welcome back to Reflection on Inspirational Introspection, a dive into Agile Leadership. We're going to talk now about what we're all drinking, because yeah. this is, after all, Agile After Dark, which is, you know, we have a little drink, yeah, we little, talk about some drink, good things, and cocktail, we, you know, you know, you know we uh, do some introspection on, you know, what our our fatty livers think about us. So, Well, my fatty liver, yeah. I think, is what you're referring to, Brandon. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. I'll start. Um, so I'm, I'm actually drinking an Arizona beer, which is interesting, but it's, um, uh, Papa goes orange blossom. It's actually quite good. They sell it at Costco. I thought you were drinking white claw. Oh, I did too. Oh, I was earlier. Yeah. Cause I'm, oh, sec- okay. I cause like, I'm secretly an 18 year old girl. It- I mean, 21 year old girls. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that by the way. <laughs> 18 and you know some states it's legal to drink i don't know but uh no uh, and i've told you my I've, I've told you my thoughts on what what white claw tastes like right yes what but you should repeat it <laughs> it's like drinking tv static with somebody shouting the name of a fruit from the other room <laughs> <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> and the thing is you can play that out you can be like you know i'm wearing i'm, I'm drinking black cherry <laughs> Black Honestly, did you come up with that? She did. she did. Oh my god, that is so good. <laughs> Seriously, you should be copywriter. <laughs> uh, all right, with that, um, do you want to go next, Jess? <laughs> you... oh, sure. <laughs> I'm drinking uh, cl- I'm... red claw. <laughs> Watermelon. <laughs> no, I. I know usually I'm either whiskey or vodka, but today I'm drinking wine. Um, I'm drinking a cab. It's one of the three W's, whiskey, vodka, or wine for me. Today is wine. <laughs> nice. How about you, Amy? Nice. Yes, I am also drinking a uh, cab. It's a semi-cab. and uh, But I love all alcohol. So. Yeah. <laughs> but tonight it happens to be this. This is very, very reminiscent of the times that we spent where a company would bring us all to one place and we'd have some drinks and <laughs> some conversation and we'd go all over the place. It was great. Yeah. And so yeah, for, for <laughs> me, I'm going back old school instead of my girly 
vodka cranberry thing that Brandon made fun of me for at least five years. I'm drinking bourbon and ginger ale, which, Amy, you might like because you're from the mm. South, and that's a so- Southern drink, right? Well, I don't know. So, Is it? Well, if you went to – if a you southern actually went to UVA, that would probably be a drink, but you didn't go there. Yeah. So. No, I did not go there. I went to the real university in Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, that that uh, that first uh, part of the, the segment of the show was amazing, and I think that we started to touch on some of the things that we're hoping to cover in this section, which is, you know, if you are like like Amy has and, and Jess mentioned as well, you know, you're able to spend that time, reflect, uh, give yourself permission to kind of define the, your purpose. Um, what's that, what could be the ripple effect that can have on a team or organization as a whole? I mean, I think that, you know, I think Greg kind of asked the question, um, as, as we were one to do on agile after dark, because, you know, we, we, you know, asked the harder questions, I think with, with some fun, but it, that all those things just sound very inspirational and like really and it moved us, but you're still having to, you know, make profits, cut costs, hit your outcomes, get your product out on time to beat the market, you know, kind of how does that, that purpose as an agile leader, what does that then kind of translate into the teams and organizations? So I kind of kicked that to to you, Amy, that's a broad question, but I would be interested in terms of now that you've kind of had that sense of that purpose and thinking about your agile leadership style in the past, and you talked about how, you know, you were doing it maybe unconsciously, uh, what, what have you started to see in terms of how that, that ripple effect it's had for the teams and organizations you worked with? Yeah, I mean, purpose can't live in a vacuum by itself, right? It has to be um, there to support the overall business outcomes that you're looking to drive, right? So really the purpose is the foundation of kind of how you operate day in and day out. And for me, it is finding that, uh, giving everybody that moment to, um, be vulnerable and to really focus on what strengths they bring to the project or to the group or to the organization as a whole that enables them to ultimately deliver the outcomes that we're trying to achieve, right? So, because we all know if, if we really are able to bring our true selves to work every day, we're going to be more productive and, and deliver, right? So, you know, Strengths-based development improves a variety of performance measures. There's studies that show that productivity increases by over 12% and profit increases by over 9% and, and, and turnover reduces. So the more stable our teams are, um, the more productive and profitable we're going to be at the end of the day. And I think that comes from being transparent, being vulnerable, and letting everyone bring them their full selves. When I'm thinking about how, you know, going to business school, you, you learn that, you know, you work your way up the corporate ladder to your point where you said before, where my motivation was to, you know, get a promotion, get, get up and, and become a, a manager, a leader. And a lot of people that right. do that then don't have the skill set to actually be a good leader. They may have been the best right. at what they did and so forth. And right. the <laughs> environment that they worked in was um, very much, am I the most productive in, in the work that I do? Yeah. Uh, am I the best at getting what done what needs to be done? And when I get to a leadership uh, level, then I'm going to naturally say, well, you can't solve that problem. Well, this is how you have to solve that problem. 
And that's that's my leadership style, right? And, and it's and I think that's fairly prevalent. So it's, I was just saying that when you when you brought out those numbers in terms of consistent, persistent teams and getting stuff done, there's an underlying factor there of how do you get to that point that you said in the previous section where it's a bunch of Amy's kind of on the same page working together to solve a problem rather than Amy at this leadership level and then trying to divide it out to other people to solve the problem. Yeah, I think, it, you know, co collaboration is a key component to that. You know, having being, um, you know, what we call a catalytic leader where you can kind of set a broad strategic goal for your teams but then participate in the development of how um, we as a group are going to achieve that vision is really important. Um, to get to what you're talking about there, which is aligned autonomy, basically, right? Where we all know the direction we're going, but we can autonomously get there with various tactics, depending on what level of the organization we're in, because the vision is clear. But what you're talking about is, if I have a, a good understanding of the vision, then I, then I am allowed to creatively get there, right? And if I have a, a leader who has a well-defined purpose, is grounded in values, and can show up to say, "Here's here's who I am," here's and and making everyday decisions because they have a purpose that they can reach into in every moment. They show up as a leader differently because they're paying attention to the impact that they want to make both on the individuals around them and on the organization. And the, the ripple effect of that is allowing the other leaders around them to discover their own purpose and values, which then allows others to find their own purpose and values, or even if not purpose and values, at least have sort of a grounded understanding of where are we going and why are we going that direction? And I get to be a part of getting there instead of I'm being told that I, that I need to build this widget. It's I get to be a part of something that's really inspirational and exciting and that I all of a sudden, instead of going to work and building a widget, I am now working on something that is incredibly fulfilling. Yeah, and it's bigger than me, right? Right. Yeah, I think you articulated that well, Jess. Yeah, I, I think that I guess the the much shorter way I'd ask the question, similar to the in the previous section, is like the difference between purpose and motivation, the difference between purpose and vision. I think you articulate articulated that very well. Well, and what's what's interesting about what you bring up, Brandon, is that fulfillment doesn't necessarily mean happy, right? If you are if you're inspired by a vision or a dream, and you've got leaders around you who are driven by their purpose or they're grounded in their purpose, there are going to be hard times. Stuff sometimes isn't going to go well and it's going to be hard, but you're, when you're working in a fulfilling environment and are, are being, are, are actively getting fulfilled by the work that you're doing, there's a different level of energy that you put in. There's a different level of creativity that you put into the work that you're doing. So even though it's hard, if I, if I am, aligned with this vision and this purpose of what we're doing, then it may be long hours, but I'm invested in doing it versus 
I'm getting beaten into submission and doing this. I'm going to do as much as I need to do before I can log off and go about the rest of my day. Yeah. And I, I totally agree, Jess. And, and I'd say, so the things I'm taking away from this, which I'm learning a lot, which I really appreciate is you've got to define purpose and purpose isn't about your own, you know, strategic or not strategic personal goals in your job. Meaning I'm going to make the boss happy. It's about how do I make an entire team happy? You have to be vulnerable so you can understand what those people are, you know, what, what your team really is, is what they need to fulfill the goal that you just said, to make them happy, to connect them to their work, to, you know, m make them feel satisfied that they're coming in and making a contribution. You have to have grace, which is just things happen and you just you know, move through them and, and, you know, you can walk away in a way that's not going to uh, create a, a com, com, you know, a conflict. Um, and then inspiration, which is what you just talked about, Jess, it's, it's sort of like, if you can inspire people and you're just, it's exactly what you said, Jess, if it's not just, you know, oh, well, this is our mandate. Do this. You're going to work overtime, and you know it's all. It's like no. Why? Why? Let's let's figure out why. And if and by the way, you learn a lot as a leader when somebody you know is is questioning why are we doing this. And that's always the one thing. It's like even the 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 QA or quality person or developer can ask a really important question, and you have to listen because they know because they're doing it right. Greg, what you're bringing up for me is um, it's it's that ins it's that inspiring piece of if if you think about the time that you worked for a leader that you felt inspired by that you went through went through great times maybe went through hard times you know what no matter what was happening you would you you would think about possibly running through walls for that person and it what it's bringing up for me is the Maya Angelou quote of people won't remember what you say or what you did but they'll remember how you made them feel and if you're grounded in purpose as a leader you know exactly you you can show up with intentionality about the way that you make people feel every day I don't have a follow up to that. You have a follow up to that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was good. You know, I'm just, uh, I just think it's I, I really, in here, it's all I'm, I, I'm honestly just, uh, I'm again, these, these things you always like, Oh, we're going to do a podcast. It's going to be fun. Blah, blah, blah. After dark. And then you actually have to like, get into it. You have to really think about, you know, and then, when I take notes, it's like the catalytic, you know, leadership and like, or, uh, you know, catalytic, it's like, I learned so much. And so I'm so happy to be a part of this. Yep. Well, you're a great host, so. my friend. Now I'm about that. <laughs> so know what, so what you don't know is Greg's overall purpose is he wants to be a talk show, host. talk show host. That's, yep, that's my number one job. Talk show number host. Number one job, talk show host. I don't know just if it's a purpose. A it goes against what we've been saying the whole time. But uh... Amy, Amy just looked. She's like, "Yeah, I thought that. I got that." <laughs> yeah. I think it's a great person life. Talk show host. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's bringing people together, having conversations, getting to know them. Right? Getting Getting, getting curious about what's going on with other people. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Good shit. 
Yeah. And Amy, just, just so you know, there's a great story about Jess and I. We went, we were stuck in the middle of Illinois for about three years, and there was this weird German restaurant <laughs> in Gibson, Illinois, which is literally in the middle of nowhere. There's probably 300 people who live in this town, but there was this great German restaurant. And they have all these artifacts on the walls. There, there's like, you know, uh, Antelope and elk, There's a lot and, of text on, yeah, you text know, on like me. rabbits and all kinds <laughs> of stuff. And they also <laughs> have these, these yeah. little di- dioramas of things that I don't exactly know because I'm not farm from the life. heartland. We'll just call it farm life. Farm, farm life. Yeah. yeah, I'm not from the heartland, and I managed to break one of those. Oh lord! With Jess, because he was Jess... pointing at it and and just poked his finger all the way into it and. It broke, and I'm assuming this is something that was actually brought from Germany, maybe some kind of ancestor, you know, who... Yeah. And Jess was mortified and just turned away, and I was like, what am I supposed to do? (gasps) She's like, put it back. Put it back. And I covered it for you. You did. You did. I I, I did full-on block and tackle for you to put it back. Oh, my God. And then we went back two years later, and it was still broken. In, in the weird position that was a little kind sexual, like the if you remember. Was having a, a friendly relationship with a sheep. Just yeah, that was what I was just saying. relationship with a sheep. Yes, that's correct. I didn't yep. mean to do that. It just happened that way because I was nervous. It was an emergency situation. It was. Yep. Yep. It was. And that was about, what, like 10 minutes after you and I met, too? Yeah, that, like yeah. That, that was like the first week that Jess was And that's when, I interv- it, that's when I interviewed you as Connie. Yes. That night, remember? Yeah. You would, oh, yeah. you and I would we 30 about, what, minutes, 20 minutes, 30 yeah. minutes of yeah. just yeah, right on Candy Lane. Yeah, oh, you were <laughs> interviewing Connie Chobrook because I'm from Minnesota. Yeah, I have an alter ego, and her name's Candy. Oh, Candy, here's a great head dust recipe. She'll tell you all about it. It's corn and peas. Do not argue with me about it. I will take you on the parking lot, okay? <laughs> we go to the target. We get the Starbucks. You walk around the target for a couple of hours. Get everything we need. You got your champ, your candy, maybe a little toenail polish. Oh, what was the tater tits. The champ? Shampoo and conditioner. Champ and candy. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, Amy, I literally, I'm not joking. I literally interviewed her for a half hour, and she stayed in character, stayed in character the, the entire time, time yeah. and it was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I think the best part, the end part of it is like, well, you know, with the the hot dish, right? Well, hot you dish. put You put anything in a hot dish, and what was the answer? So it's about ketchup. Court. Oh, ketchup is oh, the you devil. Answer. That's what it was. You said, you asked me if you put ketchup in the hat dash, and I said, no, that, that's spicy. The devil's in the ketchup. That's spicy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't put that near my hat dash, young man. <laughs> you know, bring that space level right into my house. Satan's going to gut you, I tell you what. <laughs> Amy, you see how hilarious that is? I could talk to her all day like that. You oh, are not that. <laughs> this is what happens when you get six feet of snow and it's negative 20 degrees. You start <laughs> talking yeah. to Connie in your sleep. <laughs> I guess that pretty much wraps it. Amy, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for sharing your purpose. It was really lovely to hear and to hear the impact that it's made on your life. And it sounds like the teams that you're leading 
Yeah. Thank you for having me. This has been really fun and different. And I, you know, back to being vulnerable, you know, I told you guys that I was nervous about this because, you know, it, it is something that's very personal to me. And um, so I appreciate you giving me the space to talk about it. Absolutely. And thanks for sharing a drink with us and uh, sharing your your experiences and, and what's going on uh, from the purpose side. I think uh, Greg and I were saying this is probably one of the best ones we've we've had in a long time. So so thank you again. And um, if you Here. have any feedback for us, please send it to feedback at agileafterdark.com. Greg, any you can find Agile After Dark. You can find it on Apple. Yeah, you can podcast. find it on iTunes. Yeah, or you iTunes. can find it on Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. It's on both okay. on both places. And you can go to agileafterdark.com to see the the witty uh, little uh, subtitles and stuff we give to each episode. It's you know we have a lot of fun with it because yeah, it's Agile After Dark. And my daughter did the logo. Yes, yeah, she did. She did. She did a great job. All right, guys. Thanks so much, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Woohoo! Talk later. That was titled, um, it's essentially worst case scenario what you should do and it's like if you're in a plane that's crashing if you're like it has all yeah. these like ridiculous things and it was hilarious because she always worries about everything and so we had fun with that i now i go in every morning into her room and i read her one of them so in case she's worst case like, scenario worst case scenario like yeah like hey, just just in case you're locked out of your car just in case you're on a yacht and it flips over. What are you going to do? We need to know these things. <laughs> Got to be prepared. You you know you never I, know. I think I know what I have to get just for a belated birthday gift. Now. <laughs> <laughs>